Welcome to a bonus episode of When Things Go Wrong, a show about what to do when things you expect to go just fine simply don't. I'm your host, Frank Sapovitz. We visited last time with voice actor Rob Paulson, who faced and vanquished a horrifying personal challenge at the top of his career. Here is a more lighthearted continuation of our conversation with Rob, taking us behind the scenes at Steven Spielberg's The Animaniacs, and a look at what happens when a Ninja Turtle meets hockey legend Gordy Howe. You you described yourself earlier as a singer who became an actor. Yeah. And, and your singing talents are put to amazing use Thank in you. the Animaniacs. That's you mm -hmm. singing the classic Nations of the World song. Yes. And it's and more recently the Catch Up song, which yes. headlined all the changes of the last twenty two years since the first version of the Animaniacs went off the air. Indeed. Those songs are so fast, so complex, and so funny. Yeah. How did you, how often did you have to stop recording because you couldn't help cracking up or got tongue tied? Okay. Uh, are you, well, if we're talking about Yakko's World, the song that enumerates all the countries, folks, what Mr. Um, uh, Supavitz has done here is really teed it up beautiful, beautifully for me to make me sound like I'm way more talented than I am. Um, the uh, Yakko's World, we did in one take. Um, now, we recorded two, but the one that everybody has grown up watching and listening to uh, we, was the first take. Um, now, that sounds impressive. And look, I'm really good at my job, but I ought to be. I've been doing it for a long time. But Frank, I live in Hollywood. You know, you spent a lot of time in, in New York. You can throw a dart here and hit a good singer. Now, the fact that it would piss off the, the person who was darted notwithstanding, um, finding a good singer in Hollywood is not a big deal. Finding someone who can write that stuff is a totally different circumstance. My dear friend and partner, uh, Randy Rogel, seven or eight-time Emmy-winning composer, writer, uh, um, um, songwriter, uh, wrote... Yakko's world. But here's the, as our uh, late friend Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. Um, that was the first song I recorded for Animaniacs, was the United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. Um, now, mind you, I didn't know Randy, I did not know Randy when I got the, the music. And I recall sitting next to my wife in bed working on it. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm working on my first song for Animaniacs. She said, what is it? And I said, check this out. And I sung it for her because I read music. I didn't have to know it by heart. And she said, quote, oh, my God. And I said, yeah, how about this? This is the first song. That's a pretty high bar. Um, but Randy went on to write The States and the Capitals, The Presidents, um, song about multiplication, um, a song about uh, uh, the universe that with a glorious line that goes, it's a great big universe and we're all really puny. We're just tiny little specks about the size of Mickey Rooney. You might think that you're essential. Try inconsequential. It's a big universe and you're not. I mean, that's wonderful stuff. That's Sondheim stuff for cartoons. Not only was it the first song I recorded for Animaniacs, but a little bit deeper dive, 
reveals the following. Randy had already been hired to write scripts for Batman, the animated series, which turned out to be iconic as well. 20 year show. Um, so Randy was already writing drama for Batman, the animated series, his first job in Hollywood for which he won an Emmy right out of the chute. Then he heard that there was a song across the hall at Warner Brothers Animation that was going to be music driven called Animaniacs with Steven Spielberg. And Randy said, oh, my God, his music is his background really is music. And he said, you guys, I want to be on this show. Dude, you just won an Emmy for Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. But I really am about music. I sing. I dance. Great. But you just won an Emmy. You want more money? We'll pay you more money. Well, can I do both? No. Right for Batman. Kept banging on the door. Finally, they said, all right, have you got anything that you've written on spec? You guys, that song was what Randy had in his back pocket. That song Crazy. was his audition piece. So that people said, Mr. Spielberg, I think you should listen to this. Now, that is the level of talent, unknown talent, that we deal with when we go to New York or Chicago or London or LA. Everybody wants to be there. So that is not a cautionary tale. It's not a warning. It's holy smoke. You guys, if you're inclined to do this, jump in the pool. Go be around those people. Surround yourself with people of a like mind because you don't know when you're going to run into the next guy that can write a song in which he enumerates all the countries of the world that wins everybody Emmys and makes you look a hell of a lot more talented than you are. And so that really is the story. Um, and I sang it. I had the music in front of me. We did it in one take. Everybody looked at each other and said, you want to do another one? Sure. We did it. I said, let's stick with the first one. Okay. And the rest, as they say, is history. And it's pretty remarkable history. All right. Stay humble if you want, Rob. But but getting through that song, I can barely get through a sentence. Getting through that song <laughs> and all the nations of the world to well, music in rapid succession. Holy smoke. God thank bless you. you. That's incredible. Thank you. Let, let me let's let's talk about one other person that you Great. idolized in your career. You and I have talked oh, about boy. him a lot. We've yeah. both met him. Uh, he was an incredible guy. Gordy Howe. Oh boy. Yeah, thank you. You, you got to get you got to know him through charitable events that yeah. you and Gordy appeared at, I and, and I, I was involved in some of those as well. What did Gordy teach you about resilience and oh. and your brand? He, thank you so much. Uh, there's another time when I just start to lose my. Uh, oh boy, Gordy Howe. Well, firstly, he taught me. You're right, resilience and humility. Um, I, at that time had had the good, well, the first time I met Gordy was in 19, probably 99, uh, or no, I'm sorry, 89, 90. Yeah. It was just after turtles, Ninja Turtles really hit. For those of you who may not know, I was Raphael on the original turtles, um, which that alone is a pretty cool thing when you get to be a Ninja Turtle. Um, you know, what was even cooler? What's that? when my seven-year-old son on his birthday got a phone oh. call from Raphael. Oh my gosh. And he I, knew who he was right away. That 
See, isn't that the coolest thing? That makes me so happy to- He's now 31 and has two kids. Woohoo! I know. And I that makes me so happy. And and yeah. that is the, the best part about my job, Frank. Uh, all I got to do is this. Oh, all I have to do is nerve. All I got to say is turtle power. Or, hi, Jimmy, it's Carl. And pretty much everybody who's listening, even if they don't know who those folks are, they think, oh, that's kind of funny. That's It just makes everybody happy including, it turns out, Gordy Howe's grandkids. So uh, I was playing, as you know, um, on a team of wonderful folks in LA, a celebrity, quote, hockey team, um, comprised of people in those days like Richard Dean Anderson, Dave Coulier from Full House, another yeah, hockey Mike player. Fox. Right, Michael J. Fox, yeah. um, Matthew Perry, Jason Priestley, Jason Hervey, uh, uh, folks who love to play hockey. And um, and we'd go around playing the old timers of National Hockey League teams to raise money for a children's charity. And the fact that I could skate backwards and was a Ninja Turtle was helpful. So uh, it didn't take very long when we were playing at the Joe, at Joe Louis Arena in Detroit against the Red Wing old timers. I'm standing at the vestibule of the, uh, of the Joe, or in an area where a bunch of folks were meeting to go downstairs and gear up and here comes Mr. Hockey. And of course, everyone, including yours truly, gets a little weak need and when that great man walks in the room. And uh, it didn't take very long for Gordy to ask, who's the Ninja Turtle? And uh, it was like an out of body experience. I thought, holy crap, he's he's talking to me. Uh, I, I'm from here. I was born a few miles from here. Gordy, Gordy is not only Mr. Hot, Gordy is, I, it's Gordy Howe. I said, that, that, that's, uh, that's me, Cowabunga. Well, Jesus Christ, my grandkids just love those goddamn turtles. They just love them. And I said, ah, ah, oh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> for about five minutes. So we hit it off right away. Can I ask you a question? Please. Did he take mercy on you on the you ice? Know, he Well, check this out. When we finally got around to playing the charity game, uh, I was able to chat with Gordy and get to know him and sign pictures for his grandkids as though he had to ask me. You mind and something? you said, please don't kill me. Yes, yes, right. Check this out. Firstly, very few people get to sit next to Gordy Howe, even in those days at 63 years old, takes off his shirt. He's maybe... I don't know, 20 pounds over his playing weight. Because remember, he played in the National Hockey League till he was 52. Yep. Hartford okay. Whalers at the end, right? Right. right. Yeah. So I'm sitting next to Mr. Hockey. He asked me, hey, Raphael, you come sit next to me. Uh, and by the way, my stock on the team rose immediately. All these real celebrities are looking at me like, holy crap. Paulson sitting next to Gordy Howe at his request. So we were having a blast. Guy takes off his shirt, Frank. He has no neck. His shoulder, his deltoids go right to the base of his skull. His hands look like meat hooks. And for those of you who are hockey fans, when you're done listening uh, to this, just Google uh, Gordy Howe, um, oh God, Lou Fontanato. Gordy Howe, 
Lou Fontanato, F-O-N-T-I-N-A-T-O. It was a very uh, well-known short fight between Gordie Howe and Louis Fontanato, who was the, the, the baddest of the bad boys during the original six era of the National Hockey League and was known for being a real cheap shot artist. And Gordie had a very quick one, two, three, maybe fight with Louis. And look what happened to Louis's face. That's all you need to know. So when you see Gordie's hands and you think of them in a fist, they really are weapons. Okay. Everybody who's ever played against Gordie has a story about Gordie Howe. So that was my first sitting literally out rubbing shoulders. Then we get out on the ice and I'm playing on a line on our celebrity hockey team for charity. Uh, I'm on a line with Alan Thicke, God rest his soul, and Danny Gare, who is also a, a really a great hockey player, broke in with the Buffalo Sabres, played a little bit in Detroit. Wonderful guy. And I'm on a line with a real world-class hockey player and Alan Thicke, and we're having a ball. So I'm a left winger, which means a right winger is opposite me. That's Gordie Howe. So Gordie is opposite me. To Gordie's left is Alex Del Vecchio, a Hall of Famer. To Alex's left is Ted Lindsay. We have the production line against little Rob Paulson from Grand Blank, Michigan, with mom and dad sitting on the other side of the glass, losing it because their little boy is with Gordy. Puck drops. Surprisingly, Alex wins the faceoff. No kidding. Flips the puck into our zone. We go back to set up and break out. Gordy trips me right away. Sits on me, puts his stick across my chest, and with a big toothless grin says, you effing turtles aren't so tough. <laughs> and I, I have the, I have a shot of it. I will, I got to send it to you. It's a black and white shot. My cousin, John, who still lives in Harper Woods, Michigan, took of Mr. Hockey on top of me. And we're both laughing. And all I could think of was, oh my God, if Gordy could cut me even four or five stitches, I don't care. I can handle that. It's happened before by people of far less skill than Gordy Howe. Gordy, could you cut my cheek? And it was glorious. So he definitely didn't take any pity, but he didn't hurt me. And it well, was great. Just imagine if he didn't like the turtles. Oh. Yeah. I Well, like so, I said, two words, Lou Fontanato. When you see that, <laughs> when you see that photo, you'll know what I mean. It, it was devastating what Gordy did to him. Now, mind you, Louie asked for it. And he said as much in interviews after the fact. But as, as was typical in those days, those guys would look at each other and go, well, you got the best of me that night, Gord. I mean, it really is brutal. But well, that's what, you know, that's what hockey was like in those days. Luck luckily, you didn't look anything like him. Thanks for joining us for this bonus episode of When Things Go Wrong. See you next time, if all goes well. When Things Go Wrong is produced by Chris and Mandy Wimmer and is a production of Black Barrel Media in association with Fast Traffic Entertainment.